Welcome to Our Missouri, a podcast about the people, places, culture, and history of the 114 counties and independent city of St. Louis that comprise the great state of Missouri. Each episode focuses on a topic related to the state, ranging from publications about Missouri's history to current projects undertaken by organizations to preserve and promote local institutions. The Our Missouri podcast is recorded at the Center for Missouri Studies in Columbia and is generously provided to you by the State Historical Society of Missouri. And now, here's your host, Sean Rost. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, or whatever you're tuning in to listen to the Our Missouri podcast. My name is Sean Rost, and I'll be your guide as we explore the memories, moments, and misfortunes from our Missouri. In 2021, the State Historical Society of Missouri was awarded an American Rescue Plan Act grant through the National Endowment for the Humanities and Missouri Humanities for a project titled African American Heritage in the Ozarks. Over the span of 15 months, roughly summer 2021 through late fall of 2022, staff at the Historical Society identified and compiled an extensive list of primary and secondary sources related to African American life in the region, provided public programming and digitization events in numerous Ozarks communities, developed physical and digital exhibits, and conducted more than two dozen oral histories preserving the voices and memories of the people who call or have called the Ozarks home. Now, you might be asking yourself, where are the Ozarks? Is this a region defined by a shared culture that marks the Ozarks on the map and has a start and stop point? Or are the Ozarks formed more so by geographic boundaries, such as the well-known Ozark Plateau? Well, it's really hard to define in many ways. Uh, If you've been listening to the podcast for quite a while, you know that in Season 2, we covered a little bit of the history of the Ozarks in an extended series that looked at not only physical locations and cultural institutions, Uh, but just the history and the notability of the region as well as a a cultural icon. For this project, however, there was a question to ask, where are the Ozarks, even before jumping in to figure out who to talk to and what themes and topics to develop. Now, most contemporary scholars of the Ozarks region, particularly Brooks Blevins, Lynn Morrow, and Milton Rafferty, have adopted a geographic approach that was first outlined by geographer Carl Sauer, in the early 20th century, which places the region's upper boundary in Howard County and follows the northern edge of the Missouri River East before crossing back to the southern bank of the river in Franklin County and extending over to the Mississippi River. From there, this geographic region follows the river all the way down to Cape Girardeau before slanting over to around Poplar Bluff in Butler County. Now, back over in Howard County on the northernmost region, the western boundary then follows along a diagonal slant um, crossing the Missouri River, ultimately going through what is today the lakes regions of Lake of the Ozarks and Truman Lake, all the way down to Joplin before connecting then with the southern boundary for Missouri's Ozarks, which is, of course, the state of Arkansas. Now, the Ozark Plateau does continue down into the northern half of Arkansas as well, combining a two-state region uh, that is known as the larger Ozarks. For this project, however, uh, staff really engaged with the idea of a cultural Ozarks, not just simply the boundaries of this Ozark Plateau, but really how people themselves define or not define themselves as Ozarkers. So in this context, the boundaries shifted ever so slightly, uh, expanding in some areas and contracting in others. The northern boundary was thought to be more so south of the Missouri River, um, not extending all the way to Howard County, and instead adopting a, a connecting point between east and west, taking the region along the eastern half, 
seen as being the northern edges of Jefferson County, just south of the St. Louis southern suburbs, and extending through the Lakes region, just south of Highway 50, all the way out to what is today Interstate 49. The eastern boundary continued through the Mississippi River Valley area, but more so followed along Highway 67 in the St. Francis Mountains on the eastern half of the state of Missouri, all the way down to Poplar Bluff and Butler County along that Arkansas border. On the western side of it, Interstate 49 became a easily defined marker as a borderlands region between the Ozarks and the larger Osage Plains, which extend to the west, following all the way down to the city of Joplin and ultimately connecting to the Four Corners region of Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Now, obviously, both of these, both the geographic definition of the Ozark Plateau and this culturally defined map that was adopted during the project, are up for interpretations. And and really, the Ozarks are many things to many different people. But to give you an idea of the boundaries of when people say the Ozarks, that's two examples I wanted to highlight here. Now, for this series on African-American heritage in the Ozarks, we're going to look at a number of different subject matters, both well-remembered elements of Ozarks history as it relates to African-American heritage, as well as little-known and long-forgotten portions of that history. Along the way, we'll also be introduced to a number of individuals who have so graciously offered their memories and stories for the project that will be shared here throughout the course of this. And that is where we'll begin for today and really for the series to look at some of the key themes that emerged in these oral histories and oral conversations that really defined key elements of not only the project, but also will define key elements of this series as well. One of the first key community institutions that often came up in conversation were churches, houses of worship, that dotted the landscape across the Ozarks, whether in small towns or in major cities. These churches served a variety of functions beyond just simply Sunday worship service, but also other community events, and in some cases even schools. The churches served as an institution of vast importance to so many people and so many communities. I think that's what it means most to me, is that it is a symbol of the, uh, the importance of community, the importance of faith, the centrality of that to, to African Americans, then and now. And the church has always been important you know, whether it was a strictly religious event, whether it was gathering for, for social uh, uh, events, whether it was uh, meeting to plan activities out in the community for justice, etc., cetera, uh, whether it was come to hear a message from someone who looked like you that counted you valuable and important for people who spent all week at a job where they weren't. So when you become here and maybe you were Deacon Jones instead of you know, Fred the janitor at, at the bank, uh, and you were treated with respect and treated as you're important and part of community and part of something bigger than yourself, that's, that's what it means to me. That was Mark Dixon of Springfield, Missouri, describing his memories of Benton Avenue AME Church located presently near the campus of Drury University. Well over 100 years old now, the church originally served as a key community institution in the city of Springfield. In addition to churches and church institutions, education was another key subject matter that came up time and again in many conversations. Not only the subject of 
local schools and their impact on the community, but also the distances many students had to travel in order to attend schools if they weren't readily available in their community, particularly after the eighth grade. Here's Walter Wright and his daughter, Doncella Wright-Liggins, describing his own travels, as well as his wife's travels, to attend school outside of Butler, Missouri. That was the Douglas School. Okay. It's kind of like a little public park now. It's very small, but that building there was the original Douglas School where all the black kids before uh, 1954 okay. attended. Okay. And then they all branched out to different places. Okay. Mother went to Sedalia, and uh, Dad went to Jefferson City. They took a bus. Uh, this is what I've been told, okay? Sure, sure. <laughs> and I wish Mother was still alive, but she could tell you everything. Uh, you took a bus or a train to wherever train, you had to go, the train, <laughs> not knowing who their host family was. They just kept... But can you imagine being that age and just getting on a train? Where'd you catch a train at, here? Walked out here, okay. right out at the end of this street where the, tra- oh, where the tracks are. <laughs> okay. I just couldn't imagine just carrying your little bag, because you probably didn't have a suitcase. Um, I mean, it's hard to fathom that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to walk out there not knowing where you're going, you just know you're going to Sedalia or to Jefferson City, and somebody's going to pick you up. And you, when, how Somebody often did you guys come up, back? So when I get, get to Jesse, I had to walk to the dormitory, and that was longer than it is from here. <laughs> so what'd you do then? That's what they want to know. What When you went to... Once you got on the train, you went to Jefferson City, mm-hmm. you said you had to walk from the train station to the dormitory, to the then what? Nothing. They had a room there. <laughs> a private lived. room? Or yeah. did you have to room with no. someone? I had another high school boy that stayed with me, just left two. Okay. But we had a room, just part of it. And you were there for how long? Four years. Four years. Okay. I graduated. Well, Only time I ever came back was on holidays. Mm-hmm. I stayed right out there left Christmas or something when we got a break. Mm-hmm. So I got to get back on the train, come back here. Mm-hmm. But why did you pick, Dad, why did you pick Jefferson City? Why didn't you go well, to Sedalia yeah. when Mom went to Sedalia? Well, okay. one of the teachers was from Jeff City that taught here at the school, and he got me he thought he was he thought he was smart. Black guy <laughs> stayed with the teacher until he got me a room in the dormitory. The ex teacher, I say. So that was the reason you went to mm-hmm. Jefferson, Jefferson City versus City. Uh, some of the okay. Of course, if you travel through the Ozarks, you know the legendary Route 66, what is today Interstate 44, the Frisco Railroad, many ways to travel in and around the Ozarks. And the Ozarks is a recreational region. And that was no different throughout its long and and storied history. Here's Betty Ransom describing her neighborhood park, Silver Springs Park in Springfield, and her cherished memories of days spent in the park. Oh, this was the best place, I think. I spent every day here from, uh, when I, in the summertime, I spent most of the day down here. And as you drive in from Sherman Street, there were the swings, and then the, baseball grounds were there and we had two big weeping willows down by Jordan Creek that runs through. We had um, uh, teeter-totters, play croquet, threw horseshoes. We all had the tennis part that's up there by the uh, swimming pool. The swimming pool was larger than it is now and to 
tell you the truth, Silver Spring Park was the most beautiful park in, in this city because we had flowers and everything. And, and uh, it was just great to be able to come down here. Finally, with the adoption of Juneteenth as a new national federal holiday in 2021, the subject of emancipation and Emancipation Day celebrations filled many conversations, both historically as well as up to the present, with celebrations in communities like Joplin and in Springfield and many others of what is defined in some cases as Park Day or Emancipation Day. The Historical Society created an Emancipation Day in the Missouri Ozarks interactive map, which can be seen on the Historical Society's website, shsmo.org. That includes newspaper clippings of various emancipation celebrations throughout the region, going back to the end of the Civil War all the way up into present day. Here, Irv Logan and Elizabeth Logan Calvin describe their family's intricate involvement in what is today known as Park Day in Springfield, but really emerged out of the long history of Emancipation Day celebrations in Missouri. Well, Mom, uh, our mother, and Carl Wilkes, um, and Carl, Carl, I forgot when he passed, but he was, Mom and Carl kind of put the concept together of um, having a weekend when everybody, for black families, where everybody would know this is the weekend that people will be at home. Because remember, there wasn't a large black population in Springfield, and people were scattered throughout the country. So they said, if we have a designated weekend, which was the first full weekend of August, you know, so sometimes it would be like, let's say the first, second, third, or other times it might be sixth, seventh, eighth, because it, it had to be the first full weekend of August, that that would be the time when we will honor, like, I think around Emancipation Day, um, it's the time where you can come and have family reunions, um, have high school uh, or class reunions, because otherwise people would come home to visit and somebody would say, oh, so-and-so was here last week, and they, you know, they just left. Uh, but you know, you'd go home and you, you might not see people. But, but if you have this first full weekend of August to come home, then that's the time when you knew People were going to be traveling from all over the country to come back home to Springfield. I hope you'll join us for the rest of the series as we travel throughout the Ozarks and learn about not only the region's history, but also about the extensive African-American heritage throughout the region. Thank you for listening to the R Missouri podcast. If you would like to learn more about the podcast, including past and future episodes, information about guests and upcoming events, please visit our website at shsmo.org forward slash our dash Missouri. <laughs>